Welcome to the Wednesday night public affairs tech guys computer show here at KFM. <laughs> we don't Grand know Junction, Colorado. It's KFM public affairs and we just take over. <laughs> That's just, what happened. We just get a little loud here for an hour and we take your phone calls or tweets at 241-8801 extension 1 if you have any kind of technology question whatsoever. Give us a call, 241-8801, extension 1. And we found out, I think, last time that we yeah. can have two people call in. Yes. And, again, you've got to wait in line, yeah. but, but at least you're not going to get a busy signal or get pushed somewhere. It sounds, I don't know if it just rings until we yeah. hit the button. I don't know. But. We don't know what it does, but if somebody's on, either wait till they get off and call us right back or just stay on the phone and we'll get to you. But yep. 241-8801, extension 1. If you're calling from out of the area, it's area code nine. Seven zero, or you can tweet Mr. Matt at Kettlewell K E T T L E W E L L. Correct. Tweet me at Help Me Rick, or tweet Adam at Talking, talking digital. digital. Yeah, Talking Digital. And uh, one quick thing I'd like to just get off my chest: two two quick okay. things. Oh man. One is, is I do want to put a word out to the NSA if they recorded yes. our last show. Yeah, we need please a copy. email it to us. Yeah, we need a because copy. we totally boned that one, and that was. It was a great show. That was a great show. Yeah. And uh, and we talked about you guys at the NSA. So if you're out there in yeah. Utah and you've got that recording, just please put it in MP3 format. and Dig it out of the granite Put it in vaults. my Dropbox or put yeah. it in Adam's or... Do you use Dropbox? I do, yes. Yeah, any oh, of yeah. our Dropboxes. I, like, I, I prefer Google Drive because it's easier for the NSA to be able to access. Okay. So, yeah, either one. Easier. We'll take it. If you have it, just send sure. it to us. Um, and then last thing... You I, don't even have to edit the commercials out. We'll, we'll yeah, that's that. right. We'll do that. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, the other thing I wanted to tell you about is social networking and AT&T. Oh. AT&T this week announced in our area that they turned on LTE. Oh, good. And I'm sure it's wonderful. Oh, it, it's wonderful in certain <laughs> spots. So uh, so I tweeted about the fact that it was just very it, – it's, it's not spotty. consistent. It's uh -huh. spotty. There's still drop calls. But I do have to say that AT&T respond? responded on Twitter. Good for them. Now, they were standard, almost to me, kind of automated answers. Yeah. Like one of them said, try using the Mark the Spot app. And uh, if, if anybody oh, yes. has ever, ever had AT&T, I don't know if any of the other networks have this, but the, I, they, have a, they have an app called Mark the Spot. And so what it is, you pull it up. If you have a drop call or you try to have a failed call attempt or slow data, there's right. like four or five things, you can push a button and say, this is where it happened. Oh. So, A, they want you to do it in the car so they get the proper GPS. Right. B, it's almost like a useless exercise because it's kind of like sending the error yeah. reports on Microsoft exactly. Windows. Exactly. But anyway, that was their recommendation. Huh. All right, we got a call at 241-8801, yeah. extension 1. We'll answer that. Hello, you're on with Rick and Adam and Matt, and we're answering computer questions. What can we do for you? Computer questions, okay. Or technology uh, questions or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I had uh, questions regarding uh, radio remote control. Okay. Go, we'll uh, give it a shot. Well, let's see what we got going here. Um, trying to achieve uh, a radio signal that will just operate something uh, zero to nine volts. I know that they have stuff like that on uh, remote control airplanes. Yep. Uh, now, what are you? You're trying to control a radio, or you want to get a radio remote control to control something else? Well, just a radio remote control to control uh, pretty much a relay switch. Uh, set per se, a, a garage door opener. Okay, well, this is the wrong show, unfortunately, because that's more of a, a home engineering type of thing, and <laughs> and I think you'd have to go talk to the guys like at Radio Shack is what I'd recommend. No, Start not, with them. not Radio I Shack. I didn't even go there. No, why no. not? The closest I Ham Fest. A yeah. Ham Fest is probably... Probably one of your best opportunities. Ham fest. Yeah. Ham radio. Yeah. Ham radio. Ham but what radio. would they know about remote control? Uh, they they know about all sorts of electronics. Yeah. Yeah. I. I you got yeah called the wrong show on that one. Sorry. Okay. Tell them thanks, Keith. Thanks. Bye bye. Yeah. Bye. Hi, you're on with Rick and Adam and Matt, and we'll do our best. Oh, no, they're gone. No, okay. We lost lost call number two. Yeah. No electronics. We're like we're computer electronics. Yeah. If you're looking to solder stuff and you're looking to, like he was trying to do some kind of radio remote, that's not us. We're yeah. not we're not um, hobbyists kind of. We're people. not. Ro we don't build robots not I anymore. Don't, I don't no. consider that technology pers the kind of technology we do. We do it, it, right. It's it, just it, a different yeah, type it, just of a, stuff. Yeah, yeah, we do computing technology, which encompasses 
many things. Yep. But not remote control. I, I think it's always worth a shot to ask us. Sure, sure. Yeah. We'll give it a shot. Yeah, I thought maybe know. he was going to ask about like a Logitech Harmony remote, something right. like that, which mm-hmm. is very difficult to set up. Sometimes. Sure. Yeah. If you know what that is, have you seen that? No. It Logitech makes, uh, which we know as computer guys, Logitech has made mice and keyboards and uh, webcams for years and years. Right. But in the past five, six yeah. years, they've gotten into. Uh, complicated universal remotes. remote yeah. controls. Oh, and they're expensive. They can be upwards of two hundred bucks. Yeah, somebody had one the other day that was one of the three hundred dollar great big ones, and they said, yeah. "I never figured out how to program it." Fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, so they, they can I be very pricey. It, I didn't know what to do with it if I bought it. So I yeah, and part of it is you have to, you have to hook it up to a USB, at least the oh, old yeah. ones. Yep, and you have to have Logitech software on your computer, and then you tell it yep. what what, what? Uh, components you have you want it to control. Right, and so it's supposed to replace all your remotes. Oh, gotcha. And um, and it, it's pretty funny. I've I've actually been in homes where they actually have a basket next to their living, next to their couch, <laughs> oh, yeah. or on their coffee table, yep. and it's got like eight or ten remotes. You yeah, know, you go, my goodness, it is what we're at. That's where we are today. There's just tons of things that have remotes. Well, two four one eight eight zero one extension one. So we struck out on question number one. Oh, I got a question. Except somebody, we answered. Uh, you said Hamfest. Somebody yeah. sent it to me earlier today, but we yes. can go ahead and address it because it is a kind of noteworthy. Um, we're seeing the end of Google Reader and the end of iGoogle here coming yep. up soon. Yep, yep, yep. And somebody wanted to know, not for Google Reader. I think Google Reader. There's a lot of alternatives out there. If you just Google. Uh, Google Reader alternative, you find a lot. And uh, and I'll throw my favorite out there, and that's Feedly. Feedly has done a phenomenal job, and they have actually become a center point where other groups are now using their feed to to run their apps. Sure. um, And and I've been using Feedly uh, since the day that they announced it, and I love it. Okay. Wonderful. Cool. And then uh, for iGoogle. Just Yahoo homepage? What do you use for... Well, Yahoo homepage, I think, still the the tried and true. I'm actually doing my class next week on iGoogle alternatives. Oh, good. Trying to get people ahead of the curve. Cool. And there's another one that I'm going to put a video up on this weekend called NetVibes. Okay. NetVibes.com, and it'll import your iGoogle. So that's an important piece. Good one. So if you're an iGoogle... I had a woman yesterday, just yesterday, who she is livid... She's not a living. I shouldn't say that. She's very upset yes. that iGoogle's going away because she loves having oh, yeah. that glance. Kind of your, yeah. To me, it's a customized newspaper. If you don't know what iGoogle is or a, a My Yahoo webpage, it's a way to bring in your favorite websites, your favorite Kind stores. of the headlines from your favorite websites. Yeah. I don't know how else to, to explain it. It's it's not the full website. It, bring, it just brings in the top, like the most recent titles. And you can titles. set it, three yeah. to five or so right. um, articles that that website has. Right. No, no, no. You can also bring in a little snippet of the weather and what's going on in different zip codes, weather-wise, sports, sports all of that track stuff. Track stocks. And it just kind of puts it all in one place. It's kind mm-hmm. of a portal, mm-hmm. sort of. But so. that's what they call them, those portals. And right. I like to call it a customized digital newspaper, but yeah, I think it's I I think it's really weird that Google's getting rid of. I still think they're going to replace it with something else. It's odd, uh, but I don't know how many people really use that. But see, that's the thing: is it it, it doesn't matter. It's not like it needs constant development. Well, I mean, a, it's such an old technology. Yeah, it why should do, just be there? And, why do they retire things? I don't know. Why does Microsoft get rid of the start button? We can be very philosophical well, today. See, but, yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess it is. It doesn't have to make sense, does it? Why do Why do Android touch touch screens have less response than an eye yeah, touch screen? That's true. You know, my my son asked me. We were talking about that the other day about uh, different devices, and and uh, and he said, I don't know why Android. Um, Touch screens just aren't as responsive. Oh, they are. They are just as responsive on the third tap. <laughs> when you tap it once and then tap it again, and the third tap, it opens up just, just as quickly triple as tap. it does. Yeah, That's an tri- innovation. Not it, a- but they can't be like in a row it, quickly. It's like you have to tap it and wait and see if it does something. Sometimes you shake your phone a little they, bit. They, pa- they patented that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really <laughs> – it's, it's a feature. It's a feature. That's it's a great. feature. Welcome it's to Android. Feature. Droid. Oh boy! Two four one eight eight zero one extension one two four one eight eight zero one extension one. So yeah, Samsung no. buys Boxy. Really? Uh, just so you know. I wonder what they'll do with. I liked Boxy. Boxy's fantastic. Boxy's cool, but yeah. it'll be interesting to see if they can compete. Boxy, yep. familiar? No. Boxy is an internet TV device. Oh, okay, like a Roku. Yeah, exactly. Okay, it's so the like software. Basically, somebody made a. Uh, 
firmware software called Boxy that would basically pull in the video or allow, allow you to go to the different channels, a lot like Roku does. Right. But it was made for Linux boxes and things like that. Yeah, you made, could, so you'd, okay, like, you'd a, make, like a Plex server. Right. You'd yeah, make, exactly. Yeah, you'd okay. make your own Boxy unit. And but then they also sold one. It was Netgear. Netgear, I think it was Netgear, wasn't it? Might be. I think that's right. Netgear came out with a Boxy box that was... Apple TV and Roku and all of those. Huh. Um, really, they were the first ones to make a little remote that you flip the remote over and it has a QWERTY keyboard on the back so you could do searching and things like that. A really, really cool little device. Hmm. But it was open source. Boxy is open source, which is interesting that they're they're buying it. Um, but it was, an inter- it was an open source project. And for a while, there was a lot of combat between Apple and Boxy because Apple kept uh, releasing firmware updates that prevented people from hacking their... Uh, IT, Apple TVs to include Boxy. And so it was in the news for a while. Now it's just kind of its own thing. So it's interesting. Samsung has bought that. We'll see what happens with it. But uh, I think it's going to be hard catching up to Roku now. I think Roku's kind of leading the pack. I think you're right. But I, I think there's still a lot of opportunity out there with the uh, desktop uh, uh, TVs. Mm-hmm. But um, nobody seems to be jumping on them. You know, Google TV has made a mess of theirs. Yeah. Apple TV has gotten kind of stagnant. Uh, Roku is really the only one that's that's out there yeah. That, yeah. that's really pushing forward. Yeah, and they right. just released their new interface for their newest Roku and then finally a software update for their, their older Rokus, and it's pretty nice. Yeah, They streamlined the way to get around it. And, and you mentioned Plex Server. We've talked about this many times on the show, but I think if a person is willing to just do a little bit of work on the front end, you could save – between as little as $30 a month, if you don't have anything other than basic cable, and as much as 150 or more a month, if you have a full package from a satellite company or a, um, or a cable company, if you look at your, your habits, your watching habits, and decide uh, what is it that you really watch on TV. And a lot of people study it, and they say, well, I watch live sports. That might be one thing. Mm-hmm. Then you got to say, where do you watch live sports? If you're watching mainly on the networks then you don't really need cable if you're watching or satellite. If you're watching ESPN, TNT, and those kind of things, Fox Sports, some of the some of the non-antenna channels, the premium channels, then you probably got to figure out that you got to stay with that. But then there's that next level of the people who are such devoted sports fan, fans that they subscribe to MLB. MLB. yeah, MLB.com or right. something like that. And they are back in that loop again where they can actually get their content without needing cable that's Again, right, because a lot so, of those are online now, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, even Apple TV has has MLB and some of those mm-hmm. on there, yeah. So I, I, the point is, is with these little items like Roku, Apple TV, that kind of thing, they are made if you choose to replace a, a subscription TV service. Because antenna, these days, you get HD antenna signals. So you get your ABC, your NBC, CBS, Fox, PBS, and a few other channels. Well, usually those channels have a digital and a non-digital version. Sometimes there's a Spanish version. We have a local channel called Create TV, which I don't know if that's part of PBS. Is that part of PBS? You know what? I don't know. But it's called Create TV, and it's great. It's got shopping. I mean, not shopping, uh, cooking, um, travel, and things like that on it. And so that's very cool. Nice. And you mentioned Plex Media. Right. And for any of the smart TV devices like Roku or even if your television has smart TV built into it, like some of the Samsung, you mentioned Samsung. Mm-hmm. Uh, Plex Media Server is a free service, and I have a little button on my Firefox that I can say Plexit. And oh, so nice. if I come across a video, like if you give me the video to that, uh, what's that little the, guy? The swivel. The swivel. Mm-hmm. If I decide I want to watch that, instead of watching it on my computer, I say Plexit. And then when I sit down whenever in the future at my TV, I can go to my Plex server and see videos that I've queued up. Nice. And uh, it's really cool. It's a nice way to... To sit down and enjoy internet TV on a bigger screen, and Absolutely. and it works really, really well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my my kid loves watching YouTube on the the big screen. Oh, sure. I, Why I, not? I, and and the funny thing is, he has actually found shows on YouTube that he can't find on Netflix, Amazon oh, Prime. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, yeah. And, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. And, and he just loves it. Yeah, yeah. You can find all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Now, one thing that I haven't been able to find, and maybe you guys know. Is is there like a headline news streaming service out there that's just separate out there on the web? You know, you mean a, a video one. service? You mean uh, what video? Yeah, a video yeah. headline news. You know, like there's Sky News, Sky News. But I don't know. Okay. I, I haven't used it a lot, and I 
I really don't know much about it. It just recently came out as an update uh-huh. to the Apple TV, but I know that, that that's what they, they're trying to be, the streaming news of the Internet. I just got a video. text from my brother who's listening yes. online in Tucson. Create okay. is part of PBS. Well, there you go. Thank you for my brother cool. down in the old Pueblo. Nice. Excellent. So that's good. Um, yeah, I don't know. If anybody does know of a network, uh, I know that on my Roku there's an NBC channel. Right. Standard, and, and, and it does just clips, not live. Right. So you can go through and see headlines or see certain mm. stories. Right. And that gets refreshed constantly, but it's not a continuous streaming kind of a thing. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good yeah, question. Yeah, that was the one question that my dad, you know, he's looking at switching over to something like this. And he likes headline news uh, kind of he, things. He, yeah, he just wants to, you know, just have the headline news running, you know. Well, and you know that these cable and uh, satellite people are very savvy because they know which channels, and obviously they've got numbers, mm-hmm. which channels people really want, and they they manage those little uh, those little levels that you can go through very well because if, if I want to watch Bonanza, they know that's only on TV land. That's a third tier up. Right. And so then you got to pay. And I tell people, how really do, is Bonanza worth fifty dollars a month and extra? If it's worth fifty dollars, then it's worth seventy five dollars to buy the whole DVD collection. There you go. And you that's know? the other thing that's I mean, going on like, today. That's then right. you buy it once, and then and uh, you know it is. You know those things are out there, and then you think, well, I wouldn't watch every episode. But what ends up happening is those syndicated shows. They have to play some episodes a certain number of times, and that's why sometimes if you watch an old Star Just the way Trek they or something like that, yeah, if you watch an old Star Trek episode or Magnum PI or something like that, in the same week you might see the same episode twice, or in a month you might see the same episode six times. I'm smiling about um, Magnum PI. That's an old. That's an old right. reference. I mean, they, they just keep they they just keep. Uh, Repeating the same episodes, and that's why it seems like every time you turn it on and watch an old syndicated series, it's one of the ten that you've seen. Must be their higher over. rating ones or mm-hmm. something. Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, yeah. There's different. There's different reasons. Criteria, to it, but they have a certain number per episodes that per each. Tom episode. Selleck's mustache was had to be on so many frames. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Higgins. I think Higgins he... had to have the dogs <laughs> with him in certain episodes. That's right. And, uh, the mustache, I think, had his own contract. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Higgins and the were the corgis. No, I thought they were Dobermans. They were oh. not corgis. He didn't know. Who had the corgi? What TV show had corgis? It wasn't, it wasn't Higgins? Higgins had Dobermans? I think I think they were Dobermans. Oh, boy. That's the, how long it's been since I've watched Magnum. That's funny. I uh, I decided to sit, if you're watching on the webcam at kfmradio.org or helpmerick.com, I'm sitting in a, in a spot so that I can uh, overcome my friend Adam's uh, new... Spot that he discovered last month. Yeah, well, so now he looks it like was, he's uh, hairy compared to me. <laughs> His two dogs—I can't remember what kind of dogs they were—but I do remember distinctly. Zen and Apollo. Oh, you stole! I was going to oh, pretend oh, sorry, like I pulled I'm it off sorry, the top of my head. Oh, I'm go. sorry. Darn the internet! I know. Were they were they Doberman? Uh, I'm looking them up right now. Did you? Uh, what were you going to say about the names, though? Yes, they were Dobermans. There you go. I was going to pretend like I was recalling their names from oh. memory, and then you like well, you read the screen. You, you twisted it over. I thought you were showing. Yeah. Them. No. No. Um, Where did I think they were corgis? You know, I want some technology stuff. Uh, Doug Engelbart has <laughs> passed away. Oh, no. Doug that, Eng- that doesn't sound good. Yeah. Doug Engelbart has passed away yeah. at 88. Okay. He's the inventor okay. of the computer mouse. And he passed away just today? Just, just passed away today. Oh, wow. wow. Now, yeah. Now he was with uh, Xerox. No, he was with. Uh, he might have been Xerox. Uh, pa- it's hard. Uh, pa- Palo. Alto. I think you're making me read the article. Park. I, was, I was just more Park. trying to throw yeah. the trivia out there. Which is Palo Alto Point. I forget. We're going to look at him here in a second. Do you think that the computer computer mouse will still be around in five years? Yes. Yes. Me too. What about ten? Yes. Un- ten. Unfortunately, because we have touch pads and touch screens coming. Mm-hmm. So. Keep in mind, laptops, there's desktop computers are starting I, to... I, I don't think desktops are going away. Well, okay, but... For a certain people, segment, yeah. For a certain segment, Do you yeah. think people will become so familiar with using laptops that they will prefer a ta- prefer a touchpad over a mouse? No way. A touchpad and a touchscreen. You don't think so? I huh? don't think so. I can't stand a touchpad. I have to have a mouse with my laptop. Oh. Well, and I, I think, and, and, uh, and, and there's a lot of people. You're I not know. a Mac user, then. No, well, okay. and that's what I was going to say. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> that makes a big difference. Well, and that's what I was say. The Mac touchpad. If everybody had a Mac touchpad, right. maybe they would like right. it better than. But it, and, is it that good? 
it's very different and very much more functional. Hmm. And, and does it get in the way of your palms? No, no. no. Uh, see, and that's no, that's never. just my biggest. And yeah, I don't know thing. why PCs have been able to not been able to or uh, or Linux been right. able to overcome that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what that deal is on that. Yeah, PCs have actually uh, laptops, Windows laptops uh, from traditional PC makers. Finally, most of them are now putting a physical button on the on the uh, touchpad yeah. that you can turn it off. Yep, and nice. that's a nice thing because if you're doing a lot of typing, you mm-hmm. can touch, you can turn the touchpad off. There is a Linux utility that'll do that. Oh, is there's, there? There's actually one I put on for a client that he would do that on his palms a lot, and so mm-hmm. we we found a utility. I don't remember the name of it. But it will turn off. You you can just put a button on your desktop, turn off the touchpad temporarily. Oh, nice. Go, or I think you can even assign a keyboard shortcut to it, if I remember right. Oh, nice. He's nice. part of SRI. SRI, which yeah, is yeah, that was where that was with uh, Steve Jobs and all all those guys, wasn't it? SRI. Mm, I don't know. CEO of SRI International. They worked on some of the early uh, hardware components. I think I, okay. I I may be way off, but I think that's hmm. right. I think that uh, they both were involved in. I don't know whether. They work for the same company, but uh, it does seem familiar that SRI was something that Steve Jobs worked a lot with. I'm not positive, yeah. Well, 241. Maybe I made that up. You could have. That's okay. 241-8801, extension 1 is the phone number. 241-8801, extension 1. Give us a call. We'll be glad to answer any technology-related questions. That we know the answer to. Well, we'll answer any questions. Oh, we'll answer. Absolutely. Even if we say we don't know the answer. Sure. That's still an answer. Yeah, still an answer. Two four one eight eight zero one extension one. Um, I'm trying to think what else came. There was something that came up. I saw in the news today. Oh, was, is uh, Apple back to our friends at Apple? They released the beta version of Apple Works for the for, or Apple. Oh yeah, that works. Uh, iWorks. The, iWorks. Mm-hmm. iWorks. The web based version, the cloud based version yeah. of iWorks. Yeah. And if you watch the um, and you did the keynote, know, the yeah. keynote, it's a phenomenal desktop application in the cloud i mean they've right. made the word processor pages right almost every bit as functional as their desktop version wow it's really cool and so and it's open now to everyone not just developers so that's kind of cool wow so that, that they just really announced cool. that today good and uh and it is beta so they're they're reminding people do they release back a price point at all on it no no not oh, okay. yet hmm. and i gotta believe the price point is going to be storage if it's going to be part of iCloud. Right? Yeah. yeah I'm I don't guessing. know. They better increase their iCloud storage before long. It's pretty low. Five gigs is not yeah. enough. And I heard they were going to 10 or 15 or something, but I haven't seen that happen yet. You so. think it would be a minimum of, of what their smallest device is, which would be 16. Yeah. Because once you add more than a couple devices, if you do iCloud backup, mm-hmm. you always eclipse oh, yeah. what the ability is. I turn off the backup of pictures and the backup I backup documents and mm-hmm. that's about it really and yeah, it'd be nice for I them to make that big leap like Yahoo did and say let's just do a terabyte. Right. Yeah. Well they may not be able to afford it at Apple. They're building that big <laughs> oh, new yeah, office. The, the, the alien ship. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's probably it. But they have like 150 billion in cash. Yeah, they've got a lot of cash. I, I mean they're wow. Okay, we got a quick call coming in here, yes. Mr. Adam. Hi, you're on with Rick and Adam and Matt. We're answering technology questions. What can we do for you? Uh, yes, I have a question. Uh, Windows just sent out a uh, update, uh, Windows 8, 8.1. Okay. Uh, do you have any um, feedback on that, or have you tried it? Well, the, it, it's not an update yet. It's a There's a beta version that you can download and install on your system. And you have to take off your old system and put the new one on. But it is beta, and it's early, early beta. So they're only recommending that people that want to take a chance at that it's going to be better than 8.0 to download it. So that's number one. They're not going to release it as a major update until probably October, November is what the the news is. But what you probably heard is that there is a public beta version, which means you download it, you have to burn it to a DVD, and then you reinstall it on your system, or you can run it in a what's called a virtual box. If you if you know about that kind of software, which means it's it's running inside your current version of whatever operating system you're using, and you can kind of try it out. Um, but the big thing is, is they're they're addressing some of the problems and some of the concerns that people have had regarding the first version of eight, the the initial version they released last fall which is no start button, 
the inability right. to to boot directly to the desktop, and then they're making the the new start screen with all those little tiles more customizable. So, from what I understand, that's that that's the bulk of it. They're just addressing concerns, and like they do with every new operating system, they they throw people for such a loop that they create a big backlash. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> uh, one other question: I uh, I have Windows 8 on my laptop, and I'm online i've seen where you can uh, download a start menu similar to windows mm-hmm. 7 be careful of those okay because you got to make sure you're getting them from a reputable company and in the long run you got to really think about do i really need the start button am i really missing it that much um once you get familiar with the desktop and with the regular desktop not the tile desktop with the regular desktop you can get quickly to your um your programs that you need by creating shortcuts on your desktop and um i'm sorry what it's no just just the whole idea of yeah i know i know <laughs> though the point of uh windows 8 was to get people to quit making so many icons on their desktop but since they got rid of the start button the only way to get around those problems is to create a desktop shortcut yeah yeah, yeah. yeah right okay. that's how it works but yeah be careful with those third there are right. some third-party ones out there there's one from a company called star doc s-t-a-r-d-o-c-k star doc uh-huh. And they were the ones that in Windows Vista came out with some little things that made things more like Windows XP. And they're kind of in the they're kind of in the uh, business of helping people move into the newer operating systems with less uh, less assault on their their way of doing things. And uh, so they're a pretty legit company, and it's something you can try out. And if you don't like it, you can uninstall it. But if you want to try one of those, try the one from Stardock. Uh-huh. Okay, appreciate it. All right. Thank well, you, gentlemen. Thanks You're Thanks back. for the call. Bye-bye. Bye. 241 Uh Facebook. You guys are Facebookers. Oh, yep. yeah. Adam's a Viner. Uh, Viner. Viner is a, Vine is a program from Twitter that allows you to make short videos. We talked yep. about that last month. Yep. NSA is listening to it. You can't listen to it on the web since we yep. didn't record now, uh, me. Yep. Um, but... Facebook, since our last show, released their video version for Instagram. Instagram, Yeah. Right. So have you guys tried it? Yeah. No. You? No, I okay. have not. Um, I think, think Vine will still win, but Insta- I mean, it's one of those things where it's it's nice to have that feature in Instagram, okay. but Vine is made for videos. Like, you expect videos when you go to Vine. The other thing is the interface is better for Vine when it you is, want okay. to record video. Um for uh, Instagram, you have to actually put your finger on the take a picture button or on the record button to get it to record, which usually when you're doing that sort of stuff, you may not want to be looking at your screen, which means you may not know where the button's at. With Vine, you just hold your finger down anywhere on the screen and it records, so you don't have to be looking at anything. So that's really nice. Uh, Instagram's benefit is that it lets you edit the video after you've recorded it, so you can like move around the clips or take some of the clips out. Um it, you know, which is also nice. I've had problems with Vine or with uh, Instagram taking forever to upload, and hmm. I've never had that problem with Vine. As long as I've got a connection, it uploads the video just fine. So I think there's work to do with Instagram, but I think that the people who enjoy using Instagram are going to stay loyal to it because it's it's what people expect when they Vine. go to go to Vine. Interesting. You, you, you know, you brought up Vine just as I pulled up an yeah. article about them, uh-huh. um, and they I have an update to the iOS with some additional camera tools mm-hmm. as well as private accounts and right. uh, something that, you know, un- unsurprisingly from Twitter, uh, they have revines. So they're oh, allowing geez. you to That's share, yeah. share them, you know, share something else. Yeah. You know, you've got retweets from Twitter, yeah. uh, you know, who manages uh, vine. So that now we have revines. There you go. So interesting. Well, and speaking of headlines, I'm looking through my headlines on Zeit, which is something Adam yep. turned me on to, which is a great little online, and now it's for iPhone too, iPhone and iPad uh, news aggregator. And there's two articles that caught my eye. One is top 14 ways to increase your IQ, and one of them is to listen to the tech guys on KFM. Oh, wow. Awesome. That and that's the number yeah. one, right? Uh, no, it's number six. Oh, okay. And then further <laughs> down the line, there's five ways to declutter your mind, and that's not listen to the tech guys. So... Oh, yeah. There you go. I don't know which. <laughs> don't read that one. We do what we can. <laughs> Thank you for laughing. Uh, 241-8801, extension 1, 241-8801, extension 1 is phone number, 241-8801. Or you can tweet us, 
Talking Digital or Help Me Rick or Kettlewell on Twitter. Do you guys or Facebook? Do you guys listen? Any other Facebook or Twitter questions? I didn't, I didn't get any questions uh, today. I mean, uh, no. I, I had a reminder about KFM tonight. But yeah, there you okay. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So, so, so my fans know the schedule better than I do. When Adam first <laughs> mentioned about the guy from the, that, that died, the mouse inventor, his name at, at first, what was his, what was his name? Douglas Engelbert. Engelbert. Okay, so that's way off. I was thinking in my mind, Edward Snowden. Oh, yes. So I thought, oh, gosh, what's going on oh, there? That, yeah. that would be huge if he got <laughs> yeah. axed. Oh yeah, no, he's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, he's he's fine. He's been protected by somebody, <laughs> somewhere else. As I, I tweeted out uh, the the other day, that you can pretty much remove growing a beard off of the list of Edward Snowden's <laughs> potential uh, disguises, and I got a whole bunch of likes for that one. Oh, you just, did? He just it doesn't seem to be like he can grow very much facial hair at all. <laughs> I have I've not uh, studied his facial hair or follicle uh, he just, situation. He just looks like a very young guy. And okay. I know he's not. I know he's you know I know he's not, but he just doesn't seem like he'd uh, be very good at that. So. Gotcha. All anyway, what else? What else? Tana, to uh, you guys in news okay, this week? Uh, are Are you interested at all in a smartwatch? I am not. But I also, when the iPads came out, I didn't think. Yeah, I'm I trying think to figure out. I'm trying to figure out what, how badly I'd want one of those. I can't imagine. I haven't worn a watch for decades. Well, but it, I, I wouldn't either to tell time, and that's what I'm wondering because I really have no idea whether I'd even be interested in one of these. Maybe if it's twenty bucks, maybe. <laughs> the uh, I, I mean, can I just no, take, no, take, but, take my phone on? Is yeah, that, that's is that what about? It is. Basically, what it do, does, what a smartwatch does, is it relays your phone information to the watch. You don't use it to make calls and things like that with, but when you get a phone call. It will vibrate like your phone does. So it's like a Bluetooth extension. It is. It is, but it just has the information on it. And so, oh. what it allows you to do is, without if you keep your phone in your pocket, and that's something I do all the time. I right. keep my phone in my pocket. The phone rings. You can look at your wrist and see whether or not you would need to pull your phone out of your pocket and mm-hmm. risk accidentally answering it. Um, it also stu- you can also set it up with the apps on the phone to be able to send the information like news alerts. It's kind of like the Spotwatch, the early right. the Microsoft's vision of the Spotwatch. Um, and then the Pebble, which was a which the Pebble is coming out this week. I mean, right. that's one of the reasons I'm bringing this up. Is well, Pebble it, rolls out to Best Buys this week? Well, I was so. say it's been out for right. almost a year. Yeah, but now they're retailing that sucker. Right. so that's pretty cool. And they yeah. were a Kickstarter. Right, Pebble was a Kickstarter program. Yeah, so which is a, it's a little well, it's kind of a big watch, but it's a watch. That, I haven't seen uh, it yet. It's a watch that has a. Uh, I, mean, I haven't seen it in person. Have you sure. seen it in person? No, I haven't. Have, have no. you seen the Pebble? No. But uh, but the nice part is is it has the e ink screen on it, which is nice. It's real clear and easy to read. It's actually not that right. unattractive. No, it's it looks fine. It has a rate can have a regular face on it. The thing is, is I think if Apple does this, I think it will be pretty enough. Cleaner. People will want to do it because mm-hmm. just because of the prestige, if nothing else. Well, some people I think like this because it does look geeky. Oh yeah, and I think that's what well, part see, of that's that success the, was. Yeah, I. I think it's interesting, and I'll be. I, I'm curious to see how it takes off. But it is 150 dollars for this watch, and you know if Apple comes out with it, it's going to start at about that same price point if they come out with theirs. I think so. so. Yeah, I would think so. But yeah, we'll I, I I can't imagine I would wear one of those. I mean, come on now. If it's no. if it's too hard for you to get your phone out of your pocket, right? I I, I might use it as one of the old uh, uh, pocket watches, right? You know, that you just kind of slide in. It's well, on a chain. The, but that here's kind the of thing, thing, though, is I used to wear a data, data bank, Casio data bank watch. I, had, one. <laughs> I, had, I, I had the Timex data yeah, watch. Yeah, the Casio, the Casio data bank was amazing. 150 phone numbers and schedules and calendars, right. all that stuff before the days of Palm. And I do kind of like the idea of having something on my wrist <laughs> that... I love that. Every appointment that I put into my phone, every reminder, everything is accessible through you know through the buttons on the phone buttons on the watch so you don't have to dig through your you know now right the, app and all of that stuff. Yeah, so. that bring that the those old uh, watches. That's pretty funny. The Timex you actually held up yeah. to your old CRT, and then it would right. use the the uh, flash. it would use the CRT radiation to transmit the data. Yeah, by it was light. pretty amazing. Holy cow! It was very cool. I mean, it, it only, it only held time. like twenty or fifty years. Yeah, phone mind. numbers, wasn't it? Wasn't I, mind. Yeah, but yeah, I I had my Casio data banks pre-programmed. I think I went through four of them over the course of you know, cool. from 
middle school on. We could, yeah, we could reminisce about old tech for the rest of the twenty minutes unless somebody calls us. Yeah. Well, speaking of old tech, it's actually it's it's actually modern tech, but you know it's been ingrained. But uh, the Apple um, App Store is five years old, right? And you know it's slow. The App Store. Yeah, I find the App Store very slow. Do you guys? I, slow as far as downloading stuff? Or well, sometimes as, it's even coming up. Sometimes oh, it's just no, yeah. it's not like, very responsive. Yeah. Right? But but if you consider what we had previous to five years ago, there was nothing of its kind. Right, right. I Absolutely. mean, it, it, it was a game changer. Well, there was, well, I didn't there was move the shareware to... on CNET. <laughs> that was about <laughs> well, it. Well, know, and what did we have for Palm? What was that? Uh, Palm Gear. Palmgear.com. Yeah, that's true. Well, and, yeah. See, Palm users had outlets where... You could download um, third-party apps, right? The 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 developers would put the apps up there and host them and all of that. So yeah, you could do it from Palm, but it but, even then was still it was, still needed to download what, it to your computer right, and it was, sync it. Yeah, it was yeah. still a crazy thing. But uh, for me, the Palm, I didn't move to the iPhone, didn't even consider the iPhone until they started the App Store, right? Because for me, the Palm not only did everything I needed to do, but it also had the ability to add applications that you wanted. Uh, right. We used to have a map that we could did various maps you could add. You could add cal- yep. different calculators. It was customizable, and that that's amazing. what made it useful. I miss Palm. And until iPhone, <laughs> I until iPhone, uh, Apple came issue. out with that. There's a <laughs> I do there, too. There's a Palm tungsten E2 in the in the show glass case at the Habitat for Humanity store for twenty bucks. Is there bucks. really? I keep thinking about buying it. Like it's twenty bucks. I don't know what I'd do with it. It's totally useless. I probably have a couple of them in a drawer. Somewhere. That was a good one too. The tongue. It was a really good one. That was yeah, really that's nice. great. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> that's about. Oh, you know, and, old guys reminiscing about old tech. Two four one eight eight zero one extension one. I was. Uh, I'm copying. I'm doing a family reunion this weekend, and I've been copying old family videos, trying to make a video that we can all watch as part of this family reunion. And I found a video of me showing my grandma my CD player and what a CD does. Oh wow, yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah, that is pretty, pretty cool. Neat. She's like, that's worth a vine like a right there. Player, rec- yeah. I wish I could see that vine doesn't let you upload external well, okay. videos. Also. And speaking of old tech too, yeah. I remember I was sitting at a basketball game in high school, yes. and some one, one of the girls from class came up and sat next to me, and she had this little this little device okay. uh, with headphones. Oh, yeah. And uh, and so I, and I can remember this to this day. She said, "Do you want to listen to my my Sony Walkman?" Yeah. And uh, I'd never heard of it or seen it, and so I listened to it, and it sounded like I had a stereo in my ears. Yeah. <laughs> and and I thought that was amazing. Yeah. yeah the old Sony Walkman. Yeah. And there it began the desocialization of teenagers. <laughs> exactly. From that point on. I mean, I know they weren't uh, locking themselves in their room listening to their forty fives anymore. The it beginnings was, of could, emo. That's right. They could take them everywhere. <laughs> That's great. I love going down memory lane. Two four one eight eight zero one extension one. But if you want to talk about anything technology related, give us a call. Two four one eight eight zero one extension one. We'll All be right. glad to help you with your questions. All right. I may have found a gem. Yes. Okay. Uh, have you guys heard of a service called Postagram? Have not. Oh, <laughs> have not. It, it, it's a service where you can take a photo, okay, and and it will mail a postcard of it to someone. Uh, I've heard of different services yeah, similar, right. but I haven't seen that. Okay, so it's normally ninety nine cents for in the U S. or a dollar ninety nine okay. outside of the U S. per postcard. Per postcard, okay, correct. Okay. That's not bad. They're offering it for free with advertising okay. on it. With advertising uh. attached, yeah, that is the catch. But so, so if you wanted to send a picture to. You know, your, your mom, grandma. your grandma, whoever, you can do it for free. They just get some, some advertising attached with it. Like probably like a little banner ad in the back of the thing or I, something? I'm, I'm guessing so. I'm not seeing an actual um, image here of it. I, I just, you know, reading hey, did about the it. the United States Post Office uh, finance the development of that app? Uh, it's not saying that, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> they'll be happy about that. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I love postcards. Again, there mm-hmm. goes nostalgia again. Sure. I still send postcards when mm-hmm. I travel. And, mm-hmm. I, and I, A, I like to get them. I think it's fun. I think it's a great way to, to say I'm thinking of you on the road. And I, still to this day, I think people like getting mail. Do you oh, guys sure. like getting mail? No. No, not at all. You I, I, I check my mail about twice a month. Really? And it stacks up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I, 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 hate I only it. check mine once or twice a week at the most. Yeah. I, I, I mean, Adam? I, I Sure, I don't mind getting mail. You don't mind getting mail? Yeah, I like 
Do the I mean, kids like mail? Do the kids get oh, mail? Oh, yeah. See, I, that's the thing is if it was if I was still getting friendly mail, yeah. then yes. But it's gotten to the point where it's bills and, yeah. it's, and it's junk mail. <laughs> but um, do the kids get any mail? Occasionally. Yeah. They, and what we, do they think of mail? We send out postcards when we're traveling and yeah. stuff like What that. do they think of mail? I mean, is that old school for them? Um, they don't quite understand the purpose of it yet. Yeah. And I think it's an adult service. Uh, not a, a grown-up service. <laughs> not an adult. It's a, it's a grown-up service. Some grown-ups do to get... You know, important documents around, but, right. but even then, there's UPS for the really or FedEx for the really important stuff. Right. So that's the. Fun I don't stuff. think they really understand. Yeah, we got a green screen this week. So yeah. did you really? Yeah, bought a big old green screen so. for party oh, at, yeah. party yeah. at Adams. Yeah, yeah, green screen party. So Mr. Joel's going to be doing some green screen stuff, yeah, or is it for everybody? Plan. No, it's for me and Joel to play with. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so well, yeah. you have to show Joel that swivel that uh, Matt showed. That's us. right. I'm going to have to get that. That may be kind of interesting. Yeah, may, absolutely. May, may How much work? is that? Uh, one ninety nine. Well, there you go. Or okay. swivel. Yeah, cool. Two four one eight eight zero one extension oh, one. I, I got to bring this up too. Yes. You probably saw my tweet today. I didn't. I've that, not been on Twitter. Oh, that Optimum Communications is now Charter Communications. Did it? Did it already turn <laughs> it, over? It went through. <laughs> I saw the commercials today. Oh, so on, it's. A, on, I thought it was going to happen on later Optimum. on. <laughs> no oh, boy. So at the, my tweet was AT and T at home is broadband or is a Bresnan dot or yeah AT and T at home is Bresnan is yeah optimum you, is optimum is yeah oh. yeah because how many people as bad as Quest now I'm just waiting oh, for Quest or whatever we call Quest uh, cl- now. clear CenturyLink CenturyLink yeah, yeah just waiting for them to get bought out now so that's part of living in Grand Junction in a weird market where. Yeah, things roll over, and I still think. And Optimum even didn't Optimum, last long. Optimum was part of Cablevision. Were right? they? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Cablevision. I think that was like their branch. Anyway, they're off brand. Yeah, but we something. have to say and that Bresnan in, was related to Comcast somehow. So. But in the last sellover between Bresnan and Optimum, they did double the download speed. Oh yeah, they doubled the download and they lowered the price and they I, yeah quintupled the upload speed. Right, depending on nice. yeah, depending on what you were already paying, but. Apples to apples, they did lower their prices a little right. bit on some of their packages. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with this new rollover. But since we're broadcasting to people who are probably, if they're on any service, it's probably going to be a cable. I think right. it's important to to know that's out there and watch for the name of your bills to change. And when I keep, I've been telling people since the switch over to Optimum, and it started, and then I think Optimum sold, and then it stopped. Is that if you're using a Bresnan email address, yeah, yeah. that is going to go away. Yeah, it will. And Optimum started switching people, but then they stopped because I think they sold to. They knew they're going to sell. Yeah. So it's a yeah. It switch to Gmail or Yahoo or something. Have a teenager or a computer geek show you how to suck in your old email into your Gmail so that you can still read it all and reply back through your new email address. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty painless process. And if you do the transition, it'll be a lot less painless than when they come to you and say you have to do it. Yeah, exactly. Because once you start figuring out the newsletter, it's also a positive thing because if there's newsletters and and advertising things that you're getting on your old address that you don't want anymore, just just don't resubscribe under the new new name. But, yeah, if you take the opportunity to make the change yourself, that's going to be a lot less painless than when Charter sends you an email or calls you and says, okay, Mrs. Smith, you are now going to be Mrs. Smith at Charter.net. Yeah. The worst part is they got rid of the snarky guy on the Optimum commercials. I kind of liked him. I haven't seen any of them. You've never seen any of them? I don't have cable TV. Oh, okay. So I'm a a Roku guy. I have Roku and and, uh, Antenna. Okay. Well, there we go. And I never watch TV, except for my Plex. I watch my Plex occasionally. But anyway, 241-8801, extension 1, 241-8801, extension 1. If you have any questions about your computer, your smartphone, smart TV, anything, give us a call. 241-8801, extension 1. They've filed for, Apple's filed for a trademark in Japan for the word, for the iWatch. Yeah. But that's mostly to keep people from using it when they come out with the probably so whatever they're going to call their new device. Anyway, okay. And they hired somebody new. I don't know who they hired. Yeah, I'm not, I don't really keep. I mean, I keep track of that stuff, but it's not interesting to talk about. So I just kind of don't forget that sort of stuff. But yeah. Okay, I lied about the Apple iWorks okay. being available for massive beta. Oh, Apparently, it's, it's for people who have a free. Apple developer account. Which, oh, okay. Which yeah, apparently it's, it's I real easy to get. Yeah. 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 The thing is, is it's going to come out in October anyway. Right. 
So it's it's not anything to jump out there and, and do unless you really want to. But uh, but it is cool because in October we're going to see a lot of cool stuff. Buy your Apple stock now because October is going to be a big big month for Apple. You think so? Uh, and I definitely think so because they've already announced that the last stuff comment that, was not supported by anyone at KFM. Oh or yeah, no, absolutely KFM. not. This is Cochran <laughs> just talking, but the uh, <laughs> the but yeah, with because what they've done is they've announced that in October a lot of their stuff's coming out. The Mac Pro I think comes out in October. The, Sometime, yeah. The mm-hmm. the new we know there's new iPads coming out around October. All of that stuff. They've already mentioned that stuff. That's the not secret stuff. And then we have the October press conferences coming up that are the pre-Christmas things that come out there when they do their big release of new products. And uh, that's when we should see new iMacs, new all that stuff. So, And the MacBook Air has been getting rave no, reviews. I, yeah. Well, I love the one I've got. And right. That's, you know, it's... Mine's almost three years old. Hard to believe. Yeah. yeah. So it's... Uh, it's just going to be a big end of year for Apple. It'll be interesting to see what they do. If they're announcing a new product called an iWatch, and then they're going to probably update the iPhone in October, there's a lot of stuff coming down the pipe. So that's how it works. I agree. I agree. 241-8801, extension 1, 241-8801, extension 1. And not to just keep bemoaning the Apple thing, but there was a new story this week where in Korea, which is where Samsung is based, there was a, some kind of a survey, and the number one most used and most liked phone in Korea is the iPhone. Samsung, okay. Samsung's Galaxies and some of the wow. other things were way down the list. Wow. And that's the home country. Yeah. So I don't know. Now, this is kind of interesting because earlier this month or earlier last month in June, there was a story about, uh, I think, how it, was, how it was played out, but there was this kind of a a pro Samsung story here in the United States that was financed by Samsung's uh, <laughs> advertising uh, arm, or I don't know if they have a if they have a subcontractor, but they actually did the survey, and it was pro Samsung, and it made Apple look kind of goofy in a way, and I, I forgot the exact uh, the whole content of that, but it was it was a strange survey, and if you know the two devices, you think. Hmm, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And then it came out later that that uh, Samsung had actually paid for their, their advertising oh, sure. arm paid for that. So I'm wondering if Apple did the same thing in Korea. Oh, it could be. In uh, Korea. It I could be. be wouldn't put it past them. It, you know, I heard a really funny uh, advertisement this week. Yes. I was listening to Pandora. Okay. Uh, you know, and I've got the free, oh, yeah. so it's, so it's uh, advertising sure. based. Yeah. I heard an advertisement for Spotify. Okay. Really? On Pandora. On Pandora. Well, wow. Well, you want to you want to go where your potential customers well, are. Yeah, but I was just kind of surprised that Pandora, Pandora allowed that one to, to go through. Pandora needs all the money they can get. But here's 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 the thing is it, it it's it they're so different. I mean, they're they're so competitive there. I could I think so only too. think that there was something there's something bigger going on that Spotify um, and yeah, Pandora it's the only thing that could cross my mind. The one thing I uh, one thing I think think about it is that there are some niches there that keep Pandora lists or Spotify users loyal to Pandora and vice versa. I mean, you really, if you really love music, I think it's hard to get by with without both of them. You know, if you're if you're going to pay your for pay for a subscription for music, I can see somebody who loves music paying for both, for both because huh? because with Pandora you can go through and discover new music and go out there and find stuff and listen to it just happen upon it. In Spotify, you kind of have to go searching for it and and find it. So it's it's just a little little different. There's enough of a niche between. I'm the two wondering how that's all going to change, and maybe maybe what you're thinking, Matt, is kind of the same thing with Apple's new streaming service coming out next year. Right. And then Google's got one as well, right? It's rumored. Is it announced or is it rumored? I thought it was announced. Maybe, maybe I'm incorrect on that. But, I'm not sure. But between you know, Apple, Google, Pandora, Spotify, and, and a couple others out there, I'm, I'm curious of what how the scenery is going to look in right. another year or five. Mm. Yeah, it, well, it's boy five. Who knows what's going on? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be we'll be reminiscing about those companies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah a- d- Apple will be the new uh, kid on the block that we're beating up. You know the way Microsoft is now. Well, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised is if Apple came out with something that said, you know, pay us 
what, eight bucks a month, five bucks a month, something like that, and you get five free songs a month, you know, that you can download. So that's basically the five dollars you would have spent on apps. Or, I mean, sorry, not on apps, on but on songs. 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 Uh-huh. Sure. You pay that. Kind of what uh, Redbox is doing. Redbox uh, Instant is doing that, where they're paying, or you're already paying Redbox eight bucks a month. Why don't you pay us eight bucks a month? And we'll give you streaming stuff as well as rentals. Now, you mentioned and that last time. I haven't gone and looked yet. How extensive is, there, is Redbox's. It's um, similar to. It's similar to. Uh, Netflix? Netflix? Netflix, yeah. You mean in terms of the library? It's just, mm-hmm. So, in other words, not great. It's it's not fantastic, but it's different enough uh-huh. that I think if you had for eight bucks, might be worth it. I well, see, now, now we're getting back to that same old thing. If you between uh, Amazon streaming and Redbox now mm-hmm. and and Netflix, it's, right? It's if you same. have to have all those things, right. it's, it's, They it's, add up to too much. But it's still less than cable. But it's I still agree. a lot more than BitTorrent. <laughs> yeah, that's well. I see what you're saying. No, no, that's you know that's right though. I mean, for people who really want to do a bit, again, I think. But I think they're getting better at catching people through BitTorrent, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And, and there's a lot more, uh, what I want to say, false files out there that are made to track you down and stuff. Yeah. So, well, I, think yeah, the, I, I think the thing is, it's the same old thing that they did with music in terms of with iTunes and with the whole digital music revolution in the beginning of the 2000s, is these these older companies held out way too long and that's kind of what created Napster and created things like that. Oh, yeah. right. Whereas if they would just go all in and give us a streaming library that has everything that's available, people wouldn't go well, to BitTorrent. They wouldn't what, go to these things. From what I understand, this Redbox Instant also lets you rent streaming movies one by one. Okay. To, instead, instead of, of just, a subscription. You, you can right. do subscription, but you can also like just go <laughs> in and say, I want to watch this one movie and pay a little bit more. Now you're but, showing me the instance here. This is the buy, rent, buy, instant. Gotcha. Yes. So And then Amazon has the same service. I mean, they've got the Prime, right. uh, but then they've also got, for all their other titles, you can just rent them one at a time. Yeah. And Adam, on the top of that, it says buy Verizon. It's some kind of a deal with Verizon. Yeah, Verizon is actually powering or whatever supporting this somehow. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Then I, some cross-promotion there. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just came across a report here that Time Warner Cable could soon be coming to the Apple TV boxes as well. Yeah. And they say that could happen right. within months. And right. So, so, that that. Would, so that would bring cable you know, we see into this, here as well. This is kind of one of those things where you see it coming a long ways away. We see things starting to happen, and everybody says, why can't it just happen right now? It, it's like all the cart cable service. It's, it's something that will happen eventually. But yep. There has to be enough reason Momentum. for somebody to do it and mm-hmm. enough demand. And, and uh, We it, all it need to happen. do a Tahir Square in front of our local cable companies. <laughs> now, across the whole United States. There you go. We could go in there and overthrow the cable company. Uh, why why yep. does the movie Dumb and Dumber suddenly come to mind? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, and it comes back to Adam mentioned about CenturyLink earlier, and I remember one of the, one of the best Quest commercials I can remember ever was in the early 2000s, right when high-speed internet was starting to come out. And there was a commercial of a kind of a cowboy-looking guy coming out of the coming out of a dusty street, going into a bar. But he got into the bar, and the bar was a lot more modern uh-huh. and very sleek. And uh, there was like a an old-fashioned small version of a um, of a jukebox on the table. Sure. And the guy comes up. Do you guys remember this commercial? No. I the, the vaguely guy, remember. Yeah, it. the guy comes up and asks the bartender, a lady, uh, she says, what will you have? And he says, what do you have? And she said, I have everything. And uh, and basically it was the promise of broadband to be able to deliver all of our content over the web, which is true. It's just not necessarily it was true seamless. At the, it was true at the time right. when everything was based on dial-up. Right. <laughs> broadband at the time could pull in just about everything. But that's changed now. Yeah. All right. So we'll see what it goes on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, we're running close to the end, though. But if you have a question, 241-8801, extension 1, call us up. We'll uh, get you, squeeze you in before the end of the show. Otherwise, we'll be back in a couple of weeks because we're always on the first and the third Wednesdays of every month from 530 to 630 here on KFM Radio, Grand Junction, Colorado. What would you find out there, Mr. Adam? Well, I'm still looking. There, it doesn't, there are... There's streaming stuff that's free. Okay. It does give you four DVD credits for the Redbox machines, but then it looks like there's a separate section that's the rent-buy section that you still have to pay for 
It's hmm. not included in the subscription. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'll do more research later. But okay. it's still worth looking into. Yeah, I think definitely. I think the more those kind of services we have, and it does seem that they all find they get different contracts in some ways. And so you get one service that has this show or right. this movie and this one has the other. Those license deals are oh. insanely complex. Yes. Yes. I can't yep. even imagine but the see, negotiations. I think, again, for those I think those will go away too because I think Paramount or whoever these people are going to want to say, you know what, this is ridiculous, all these exclusive agreements. Divide that number up by five and then give everybody your your content for a fifth the price. You make the same amount of money, but you're on all the different services. And Okay, I'm going to put Adam know. on the spot here. Oh, okay. So we're halfway through the summer, yes. almost. Yes. Fall's coming up. Yeah. Any new things that you think you're going to teach this year? What's, what's new out there that you're going to teach in your – because Adam teaches – um social media and stuff like that blogging in, yeah that in sort of uh, stuff. in college here at our right. our local university so what anything new coming Actually, out that you didn't I'm, teach last year I, it's not that it's not that i'm teaching new stuff that i didn't teach before it's that i'm going to stop teaching the entry points you know i'm not going to teach quite as many uh things about the history of where things came from because a lot of my students I've lived it. Have either lived it or they came into a point where it's not relevant anymore. You okay. know, it doesn't matter. So you're going to jump right into the services? Jump right into the stuff that they're already doing. And it's not that I – I just won't start with the history the way I have in the past. I'm going to see where they're at and then discuss how they got there and work it in over time. So things like that. I'll definitely spend a lot more time now on ethics. That's one of the things I'm changing this this time is spending a lot more time on ethics and copyright. And How about security? Do you talk like about that. security and, and the way things are um, – the yeah, way they secure their information in the, in social, the social media? media? In the social media element, one of the one of the – well, the social media class that I teach – they create their own blog and they promote it through social media on almost any topic that they choose. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so we do spend a lot of times before they even set up their blog, we talk about things, everything from how to set up a domain name or picking a name for your blog, a domain name for your blog that, that works um, versus, uh, all the way up to things like use different passwords for every one of your social media outlets mm -hmm. and how people steal passwords, how, you know, what, how that all takes place. So you do social talk about engineering, that stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I cool. do, but I don't talk a lot about viruses, spyware, things like that because right. we're, yeah, no, we're Mac no. users. Right. So yeah. More the, there. more the security of their accounts. Kind right. Of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Just Did you cool? Did you happen to bring up some of like how the AP was hacked, you know, through Twitter and the importance of stuff it, like that's that? That's happened over the summer. So it was. Oh, you mean oh. you mean going back? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For what you teach for history and the yeah, importance of there's a lot uh, of security. I, we spent. I spend a lot of time on. Uh, not a lot of time. I spend a, a couple of days on um, the Wikipedia stuff. You know, because the, there's so many things that if you can find a pinnacle point where a lot of things come together, security and um, privacy, things like that. If you can find all those places where all that stuff came together and teach those then it's a lot easier than trying to pick apart all these little events that, uh, that have happened over time. But right. they're all important. Well, I could I, see that almost being a class of well, some is. kind see, of that's one time. The thing, yeah. is, it, right. is, is it really is becoming its own topic as the history of media. Right, right. Um, of of new media. History of new media. The history of new media. But, yeah. yeah, exactly. But but really, it's it's if we're going to teach the history of government and mm -hmm. we teach the history of you know, nations or whatever, mm -hmm. there's this whole new type of history. Right. Um, when I talk to my students about... You name it. The tech the TV. Pilot. Let's talk a little tech TV. Yeah. Tech TV is something that is, it's this old network. A lot of people probably don't even really remember it. But right. the people from tech TV and what tech TV has led to, uh, there's there's all kinds of ties to tech TV that, uh, that are you, still know, you can write there. a book on tech TV and its impact on technology today as well as geek a culture podcasting like now podcasting. are all podcasting yeah. yeah or youtube channels i mean there's it's it's pretty amazing that there is this whole set, whole part of history that a lot of people aren't even aware of right all right well we are finished for this evening we'll be back in a couple of weeks again we're here every first and third wednesday on kfm 88.1 grand junction colorado stay tuned for great music throughout the evening and have a great evening